Let us pray. God, we are here in your house and we ask for you to teach us. Open our hearts, open our spirits, open our minds, and remind us that it is you who teaches and we who are here to learn. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. What a week. Where to even begin? World whiplash, maybe, is how I could describe it, or a roller coaster. Everything from severe thunderstorms and tornado warnings here on Friday to botched Iowa caucuses and impeachment trial votes, coronavirus updates constantly in the headlines and quarantines of U.S. citizens as they step off planes onto army bases, democratic debates, and the beginning of Brexit. It's a lot. As human beings, in times of complexity, strife, uncertainty, discord, humanity, you and I, our ancestors, has turned to the sword for consolation, revenge, support, for conquering. Language of enemy is invoked to justify violence, to emote. And the Psalms are full of this language. We were having a praying the Psalms class this week with Stephen Ministers and talking about how Psalms have every bit of the entire range of human emotion embedded within them. And war is within the Psalms. Enemies are in the Psalms. Often in the movies and stories that we watch and read, the characters are given charges and special tools to fight injustice to fight oppression, to fight evil, and I'm using the word fight intentionally here. They become armed for battle. They go forth with everything from lassos, like Wonder Woman, to shields like Peter and the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, and the sword that Frodo carries on his journey to take the ring back to the mountain. Images, metaphors, scenarios, all about War, conflict, and fights. And some of these stories that I just mentioned to you, like the Ring series, like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, are centered on the gospel. It's the, the war between darkness and light, between good and evil, with good prevailing at the end, and the battles in between is the clash of the two. And yet, despite of all the images that I've just shared with you, the teaching that we have from Jesus this morning, how Jesus is choosing to equip us, is different. And we begin with the prophetic words from Isaiah, is this not the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. 
choose, operative word. How do we choose to confront oppression, to name injustice, and to walk alongside and liberate our neighbor? Jesus is not beating around the bush here. He's naming two specific ways we can do this. Although, for some of you, you might argue that salt and light are too much of a metaphor, and he should be even more direct, which I can understand. But Jesus is standing before us. Jesus has turned to us. There are no superheroes here. There do not need to be, for there is you and I. This is our earth. It's our world. And it's our call to answer. Jesus is saying to us, your charge, should you choose to accept it, is to fast to loose the bonds of injustice. Receive the Spirit from God, which shall reveal the gifts that God has given you. And your resources are light and salt. Light shall sit in your right hand and salt in your left. And the Spirit within you will guide you in discerning the time to use these gifts. And this discernment will not be easy. But God will be with you always. Now go. Spread the message of the gospel of peace, of love, of dignity for all human beings. We are not asked to go out and destroy our neighbors who oppress and persecute, though inside us we may feel that's exactly what we would like to do. We are not asked to kill those who pass unjust laws. We are asked, in the middle of troubled times, to shed light on truths and to continue to walk the way of truth and light. We are asked to show up and ask the difficult questions instead of shying away. But they have acted in the faith that right defeated is stronger than evil triumphant. Their witness has been the spiritual salt that has preserved the true meaning of the gospel in these troubled times. Martin Luther King Letter from a Birmingham Jail. Now in Isaiah, there's a very specific charge here, and that is to fast. How can one's fasting loosen the bonds of injustice? Fasting is a period of abstinence, of holding back, of Letting go of food is often how it's used, but of luxuries. And there's a critique in Isaiah. Stop tearing your hair and putting on ashes and sackcloth. That's not the kind of fast I'm talking about here. And this morning, in reflecting on this fasting to loosen the bonds of injustice, I want to highlight the journey of this parish in becoming beloved community. 
For within this context, fasting is to stop taking advantage of white privilege. It's about creating space for our fellow neighbors of color to rise to leadership and flourish. To fast is to stop preventing others from access to answering their own calls from God. It's about naming and upending systemic racism of this country, of this city, in this community. And in doing so, it's acknowledging the existence and saying, no longer will we partake in this system. Last week, at Adult Forum, Carolyn Green, many of you know her well, and Hilda Pinnock's Raglan shared with us their own journeys. They have co-authored with several other amazing women the challenges of being women of color who are executive leaders in the energy sector in corporate America. And they taught us the differences in mentorship and sponsoring. Mentors, many of you may have had them. They're people who walk alongside you and advise you and, and are there for that phone call when you're negotiating a contract or a difficult situation at work or at home. They have agreed to spend time with you in and out of the ups and downs of life. We learned about sponsors, different from mentors. Sponsors are the people who speak up in the room for you when you are not there. That is fasting to loosen the bonds. Because when we speak up for the people who are not at the table, we are asking and telling the room that we are stepping back and creating space for other people to be there. We are offering to a neighbor who may not have the same privilege and connections that we do, an opportunity for them, and they are equally or even better equipped than we are for that opportunity, and we're naming that. Fasting, to loosen the bonds of injustice, is to stop dominating the conversation and to listen to shine the light on others who are being left out of the dialogue, to give them the floor. And it's about being the salt in asking provocative questions, such as, who is not at the table? Who are we missing? Why are they not here? And how? Do we create an environment in which the table is truly reflective of all of God's people? I am learning alongside you. I'm reading Waking Up White. Many of you are reading it at home. Some of you are attending the book group that's been happening for four weeks. And I have other books on my list like white fragility and, and race talk, but reading is not enough. Talking in our own groups 
is just the beginning. And I am honored to be a part of this parish because you all, we have chosen to enter into these difficult conversations, to throw the salt into the middle, to highlight racism, to learn about our own white privilege, and to shine the light on these unhealthy patterns and learn so that we can create a beloved community. And many churches in this diocese and through my colleagues have been telling me they are looking and asking about what we are doing here. And we are sharing our learning with them as they desire to enter this journey too. St. Martin's, you are called to be salt and light in this diocese leading by example on our own journey of becoming beloved community with all of the complexities and discomfort that it will bring and all of the joy that is there in the discovery. And so this morning, may you go forth on your way out of these doors, lift up and give to God the privileges that you carry. For you are already equipped with the discerning power of the Holy Spirit through your baptism. And as you give your privilege to God, open your palms to receive the salt and the light. And may you carry them into the world for the glory of God. Amen.